Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio with Linda Prater. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Each week with intriguing guests and topics, we'll bring you fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging a shift to new, healthier perspectives. Wise Health for Women Radio, helping women thrive. And now here's your host, Linda Prater. Good morning. I'm Linda Crater, and you're listening to Wise Health for Women Radio. I am really excited about today's guest. We're going to be talking about the way we communicate, the way we energize, the way we magnetize people. And it comes through in the way of, of word choice, of how, how we stand, how we posture, all sorts of things in terms of masculine and feminine energy. We are, of course, all blessed with both masculine and feminine energy. Our women entrepreneurs on the, in the audience will probably recognize that sometimes you use more masculine energy at work and more feminine energy at home. It may not be that cut and dried. And in fact, we are a wonderful blend of both. So we have our, our amazing guest today, L.A. de Passant, who is an expert in discussing the divine feminine in business. It is not a woo-woo thing. It is all about how we present, how we talk, how we attract. And it's it's just a wonderful topic. I've been to her website. We will give it out to you. And I highly recommend you recognize within you, where do you fit on this spectrum? And will it help you in terms of communication? So, L.A., welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. Thank you, Linda. I'm looking forward to having this conversation with you today. Don't you think communication is an absolutely fascinating topic on its own? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there is so much to say just on that. You know, there's the things that we think and that we think we are saying and then what the other person really is hearing and getting to a conclusion with and so much can get lost in translation there already. So yes, it's definitely fascinating. It really can. And our methods of communication these days are also really thwarting our ability to connect with people. For example, text is the fastest way to become misunderstood. Mm. Um, tone of voice is minimized. And after three years of pandemic and Zoom meetings, etc., I think there's a formality that may have been lost. Not mm-hmm. that some things getting lost aren't a good thing. Not everything was good prior to the pandemic. But there, there is a lot of social niceties that maybe need some honing, some refining at this point. Would you mm-hmm. agree with that? Well, it's definitely true that everyone working from home now, everyone's wearing sweatpants with a nice shirt, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to look good on camera and things have become more, people have become more accessible as well with the internet. Mm-hmm. And um, to be honest, I quite like it. I think it's also um, because I grew up in Belgium, my mother tongue is French, and in French you really have this whole, and you know that because you know French, right? I knew French before I lived in Belgium and had to speak Flemish, so. Exactly, so in Flemish you have that as well. 
you have the whole tu and vous. So you talk right. to someone that's close to you or someone that you owe respect to. And so right. it creates a whole separation. Whereas in English, you have you and you, which you can be one person and you can mm -hmm. be two people. Well, I think it's also a matter of, it's not just formality. I think also that um, when you pull down the curtain, people became more genuine. Mm -hmm. I, I think that we were all experiencing the same pandemic, but not in the same way. Yeah. And so in terms of communication, it depended on who your audience was, how you presented yourself. I mean, in some cases, it was more direct to be very, very brief, brusque, and get it over with. Uh, and in others, people were suffering. And so you pulled out more of the nurturing traits. And I'd like you to talk a little bit, because I think it's confusing to some people. Describe masculine energy and feminine energy and differentiate yes. them. Yes. Um, I wanted to add as well on what you were saying before that I mm -hmm. think um, that uh, the, the fact that people are becoming genuine actually goes much further than just communication. And um, it fits in with the whole rising of the feminine right now. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. for us women, you know, we... Ani got the right to vote a hundred years ago. It's kind of crazy when I think about it. I'm like, wait, Ani, a hundred years <laughs> before that, you know, mm -hmm. we weren't worth listening to. We had, we were believed to have nothing to say and, um, and we couldn't work either. And so when we received the seat around the table, we tried to fit in. We tried to show that we deserve that seat. So, the society was very masculine, so we started to dress like men and wear pants. We started to work like men by being very structured and competitive and goal-setting. And we tried to just show up in a way that would be respectful and a way that would be, quote-unquote, professional. Mm -hmm. And I think that with the whole pandemic and people working from home and the screen giving you that sensation that you're a little bit protected as well. People became much more authentic, much more themselves and much more free in the way of expressing and showing up. And I think, um, I actually love it. I think it's really good. And it's also no coincidence that it's happening right now because of the rising of the feminine. Like actually it's, it makes total sense. So before explaining that, I'm going to answer your question. So what is feminine and why is masculine? Because that is going to help you understand. Mm -hmm. So masculine values, and we have both energies inside of us. You know, it's yin and yang, mm -hmm. and we need both. But masculine qualities would be um, goal setting, protecting, providing, giving, taking action. So it's all sorts of things that you do that are focused on the art side of you. It's very, it's a very outward energy. Mm -hmm. So right now, Linda, you and I, we are in our masculine. Because mm -hmm. okay? we're talking and we're teaching and we know there are people that are going to listen to this and they are, are hopefully going to be inspired by this. So we're, we're giving. Mm -hmm. So we're in our masculine. Whereas the feminine, it's a much more inward energy. It's about receiving surrendering, reflecting, 
connecting with your desires, um, grounding, being intuitive, being magnetic. And it's a completely different energy. And for a very long time, the whole of society and even women thought that feminine energy was quite passive and boring, mm -hmm. right? And um, in my book, The Path of Femininity, The Six Gifts of Your Sovereignty, I actually teach the opposite because the feminine is a very powerful energy. And for me, the feminine is the leader because the feminine is that part of you that has the desires, that's intuitive, that's connected to your soul, that has um, really the vision of where you want to go with your life, what you want to do, what you came here to build, to create and to express. And once you have that vision, you call in the masculine and you can slowly invite the masculine to bring the structure, set the goals so that together your feminine and masculine can birth that vision. You know, I think that what you're describing um, has been on a pendulum swing. When I left college, it was as you described, you dressed like a man, although we, we still were not in pants at that point, uh, but you, you tried to downplay any curves, any mm. femininity, and y you were judged ex exactly as men were on the same, I, I was in outside sales when I first began working after college, and you had quotas and you know everything that you had to do just the same as a man. Later, when I became an entrepreneur, I realized that the strengths lay both in being able to have the vision, but also being able to nurture mm -hmm. and to develop other people, to see their gifts, to draw those gifts out and then network and meld a group of people that could collaborate. I, I tend to think that's both energies and it, it worked very, very successfully. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, because the purpose is not just to be in your feminine or just to be in your masculine. We really want to create sacred union between mm -hmm. the two. Mm -hmm. But the reason why so many now spiritual teachers and coaches and, and even business people are talking about feminine energy, it's because we live in a world that is very, very masculine. And even us women, we show up with our masculine energy you know, nurturing, like taking care of the kids, being at home, that's masculine energy because you're giving. Mm. And when you're working, you're goal setting, you're structuring, we're very, very masculine. And the truth is that for women, being all the time in that masculine energy, it doesn't work because it's burning you out. And the reason why it's burning you out is that masculine energy, again, is is warm energy. It's connected to the day. It's connected to the sun. If you know about traditional Chinese medicine, it's everything that they teach about the yin and the yang mm -hmm. uh, in Ayurveda as well. Whereas feminine energy, it's the moon, it's the night, it's cold energy. And so when you're always doing, always working on your business and then going home, cooking for the kids and then cleaning the house and then sending a few emails and going to bed... That's a full day in masculine energy. Mm -hmm. That's a full day in that warm energy. 
And so no wonder even our language knows about it, that slowly you start to burn yourself out. Mm -hmm. Because all that warm energy goes in your body. So we need to come back to our feminine to create a balance. First of all, because of our health. You know, it's not it's not woo woo at all. Actually, what I'm talking about, it's really no, like it's not medical strategy, like mm -hmm. physical things. Um, so it's it's going to prevent you from burning out if you honor more of your feminine energy, but also it's going to help you make more money, receive more clients, and have more creativity. Because when you move in that feminine energy. You move in that receiving energy. And then the people around you, when you are in your feminine energy, the people around you, your partner, your potential clients, the universe, they can take the masculine role and take action and come to you. So I so have a question for you. Sorry? I have a question for yes, you. Go ahead. I, I believe that I, I absolutely agree with everything that you're saying. I also believe, however, that society tends to put less value on feminine traits. They tend to create more significance about masculine energy in terms of um, it goes all the way back to what was that silly jingle I can bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan. I can do anything a man can do, that kind of thing. <laughs> and and then the pendulum swung, and yet it hasn't swung. It, most women need to work. There need to be a two-income household these days. Mm -hmm. And still more of the household work, uh, what I would, I would call um, – the child raising, the child rearing, is mm -hmm. still falling to women. Mm -hmm. And the fathers are the, the heroes. You know, they're the ones that the little ones run to the door because daddy is home. Mm -hmm. And when you're both working, I remember thinking when my children were little, they're no longer little, but when they were, you know, what am I, chopped liver? You know, I'm, I'm just over here, and yet it's the familiarity breeds contempt almost. Mm -hmm. So the more you're around someone, the more you take them for granted. So mm -hmm. I think honoring the feminine in each of us uh, is, is something that isn't always done. I make a very strong point of honoring the women in my life. I have many male friends as well, and I love them. I love what they offer and the difference in communicating with them, but it's different. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need a female friend to talk to, and sometimes you need a male friend to talk mm -hmm. to, and both are valuable. I just wish society saw both as valuable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with everything that you that you just said. There's a lot in there that we could, you know, talk about, mm -hmm. and I think that's why... That's why I wrote this book. That's why I talk about this and go on lots of podcasts. It's to explain what the feminine really is. Mm -hmm. Because what we think the feminine is, is actually the wounded feminine. Mm. So there's the, you know, you have the 
sacred, divine, masculine, and divine feminine, but you have a wounded frequency of the masculine and the feminine as well. Talk about that, please, because I think that's very, very important, and I think will resonate and make sense of the warm energy, the cold energy, that kind of thing. Yes. Maybe people haven't connected until now. Yeah. And so the wounded feminine... um, is an energy or, uh, you know, a group of behaviors, let's say it that way, that every woman has. We are all um, having some of these behaviors to a certain degree. Because it's that part of us that is craving connection. The feminine Mm -hmm. is all about connection, community, oneness, coming together. Whereas men are much more individualistic. Masculine energy is much more individualistic. And men in general have more masculine energy, whereas women are feminine essence beings. Mm -hmm. But I want to be careful here because some women really are more masculine and some men are more feminine or identify with the feminine essence. And that Mm -hmm. is great. You know, it's so Mm -hmm. it's more, let's more talk about energies in general here. Mm -hmm. And so... Masculine energy is individualistic. Feminine energy is community coming together. And so the feminine is craving connection and oneness. Because when you were born from your mother, when you came out of the womb and you took your first breath, you experienced the first separation. Mm -hmm. And then we all know that babies go through a separation anxiety around eight, nine months. They realize that. Their mother is not always going to be there. Lots of babies have eczema. I don't know if your kids had eczema. I have a nine-month-old right now, and he has lots of eczema. Oh, no, mine did not, so I did not have to go through that. Just ear ear infections. And, um, you know, people think, oh, well, you know, they have sensitive skins, and because they take baths and and da-da-da. Well, the metaphysical explanation for eczema is actually a fear of being separated from the mother. Interesting. Yes, And so we all crave that connection and to feel at one again. That's why we look for love. That's why we look for soul sisters and for that connection, right? Mm -hmm. And so the wounded feminine is that part of you that is going to negate herself in order to feel that connection. Negate herself. Mm -hmm. Define that further. Mm -hmm. What do I mean by that? You're going to negate yourself. You are going to not always say what you think. Being afraid to speak your truth because it could create rejection or conflict Mm -hmm. or a separation with someone. You're going to hide certain parts of yourself because um, you don't want to be criticized or called weird or pushed away from the group. You are going to say yes to certain things. When you actually mean no. (laughs) Boundaries. Yes. So, and I could go on like that. And the wounded feminine, um, I have divided that in actually three specific wounds that I call the bitch wound, the witch wound, and the whore wound. Okay. You want to dive into that? I do. (laughs) Who wouldn't? So it is believed that these three wounds were passed down from Mary Magdalene. So now Mary Magdalene, she's a symbol. 
she's an image. Whether you're a Christian or not, it doesn't really matter. It's more about what she represents and what we believe about her today. So Mary Magdalene was known to be a prostitute, right? Mm -hmm. um, but she was also a very independent woman. She wasn't really tied to any men until she met Jesus. And um, that really triggered men because patriarchy already existed at the time. And she wouldn't always comply to what the men around her wanted. And the truth is that it scared men. And so the bitch wound, it's that part of you that is sometimes going to say yes instead of saying no, because you don't want to be criticized, rejected, or pushed away from the society, the patriarchy. Um, the witch wound also comes from Mary Magdalene because she was known to be very intuitive, very psychic, a healer herself. And she, um, you know, a lot of like stories tell that she was stoned for it. And there's also, you know, all the witch hunts that happened in Europe and in mm -hmm. South Africa as well, where women, if they were a little bit too intuitive, and we're talking here about midwives and right. herbalists and healers, so... Not so crazy these days, but these women would be uh, burnt or killed mm -hmm. or tortured. And so there's a really deep belief in every woman, in, every, in the subconscious of every woman, that it is not safe to show your gifts, that it is not safe to be fully yourself. I would agree with that. I think because you mentioned it a little while ago that sometimes these gifts scare people. Mm -hmm. It makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. And making someone uncomfortable is obviously not the goal that we set out to do. But if you do have the gift of intuition or empathy uh, or any of those things that allow you to see what people mm -hmm. are not saying, mm -hmm. it, it puts people off guard, I have found. Um, I mean, yes, and that's, again, a whole conversation into why people are uncomfortable uh, when you express these gifts. Um, it could be two, two different reasons. You know, the first one that I see is because then people are being seen and sometimes they don't want to be seen mm -hmm. because they don't want to be vulnerable. And the other reason is that it could be a kind of jealousy. You know, quite often we judge people because they do certain things that we want to be mm -hmm. doing as well, mm -hmm. or that we are not allowing ourselves to do. And so actually you stepping in your power and daring to show your intuition, daring to express the weird psychic experiences that you've had is actually allowing others to step up as well. Mm -hmm. It's paving the way. And now there's a whole uh, paradigm shift that is really happening um, really on a physical, psychological, but also spiritual level, which is that we are asked to show up. We are asked to be seen. The witch wound is really that part of you that is afraid to be seen for who you are because you think it's not safe. The truth is that it's by being in your power and really showing up that you are safe now. It's changing. It's making women 
realize that they can be more whole. Mm-hmm. They can be more genuine. They can be their real selves. I, I think it's been freeing to watch uh, being able to express a lot of things when we were all under so much uncertainty in the last three years, I think there have been leaps and bounds mm-hmm. in terms of people's freedom mm-hmm. to express their fears, their concerns, their worries, uh, their triumphs and, and their pain. Mm-hmm. And so being more expressive authentically has been, I think, a gift of the pandemic. For sure. For sure. And it goes it goes even more than that, than really expressing what you think. It's expressing all of yourself, mm-hmm. expressing the, the artistic, the intellectual, the spiritual, the grounded. And you can be all of these things. It's not a either or, it's a both and. I'm both mm-hmm. a mother and a business owner. Mm-hmm. I'm both witchy and also very logical. And I also love numbers. And, <laughs> you know, you can be all of these things. You don't have to choose. And you can show all of these things. And the more you show them, the more you can then step into your genius, inspire others to be their most authentic self and, and really serve with, with these gifts. And it's um, it's really important because we are all invited to step into that new energy. And so there's a third wound as well of the, um, the feminine, which is the horror wound. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that we usually know about Mary Magdalene is that she was a prostitute. Now it is actually believed that she was a priestess mm-hmm. and that she was trained in um, sacred sexual practices. And... Um, that that was helping men and women really connect with with their power, with their genius, with source, um, and really with themselves. And that one is still so, so present in our society because, I mean, it happens to every single woman. If you wear a skirt that is too short, you're going to be called a whore. Or looked at a lot. Yeah, if you wear a décolleté that is too deep, if you dance in a way that is too sensual, I mean, you're going to be told provocative and and really a whore. But the truth is that you're just honoring the beautiful, amazing, mind-blowing body that you're in. It's so interesting that you chose the word whore, or maybe this is a a part of a process. But whore has such a negative connotation, Mm -hmm. whereas sensual Mm -hmm. has a positive connotation. Mm -hmm. So... The three words, when you think about it, have a negative mm-hmm. connotation. The bitch, the witch, and the whore. And mm-hmm. it's done on purpose because my invitation is to rephrase these words and give them another meaning. There you go. The bitch is actually a loving and caring woman because she knows that it's by putting herself first. It's by saying no when she means no. Mm-hmm. Yes when she means yes. Taking care of her needs first, mm-hmm. that she fills her cup. And that she then has much more to give to others. So the bitch is actually very loving because she knows that it's by taking care of herself that she mm-hmm. gives her best. The witch is a talented and gifted woman. And the horror is a sensual, powerful, grounded woman. That is so funny. I just chose sensual because I find it a word that most people are not comfortable using. Um, because it's too close 
in their minds to sexual, but it's not. It's a completely separate word and mm-hmm. meaning. So uh, that's very interesting. We, we have to go on a break. I would love to go further into these um, labels after uh, the break because when used properly, these gifts with, with great knowledge and comfort become magnetizing. Absolutely. You, would, you attract people who are attracted by your energy. And, Absolutely. And, and it, it's a wonderful way of communicating. So sorry we have to go on a break. There's just one. Uh, stay <laughs> with us. We will be yes. back with LA right after this um, message. And don't go away. More to come. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Help me, TogiNet. You're my only hope. I want to start a podcast, but I simply don't have time. How do I take care of the details? Editing? Contacting guests? Where do I put it so that people can listen in? Fear not. The podcasting wizards here at TogiNet can take care of all of the details because we provide full-service podcasting for all of our hosts so that you can focus on your message. We even build you a webpage that you can edit. And we send your podcast out to Spotify and iTunes so that your message is easy to find. Wow, you can do all of that? You've magically cured my anxiety. Where do I sign up? You can find all of our packages on our website, toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com. If you would like to talk to one of us, call us at 903-787-5880 or email us at staff at toginetradio.com. back. You're listening to Wise Health Women Radio. We're talking with LA and on the break, we were talking about the fact that there are three wounded feminine wounds, but there are also masculine wounds. Let's talk about those briefly. Mm-hmm. So there's also a wounded masculine frequency and the wounded masculine is... Um, that part of you that is actually having certain behaviors because you want, you want power. Mm-hmm. You want power, you want control over, um, 
over the others. And you're mostly, actually, the truth is that you're afraid of the feminine. Yes. You're afraid of the power of the feminine. You're afraid of her intuition because you are disconnected from your own feminine and intuition. Every man also has feminine energy, like I explained before. Mm -hmm. um, even if they identify with like a masculine essence um, energy. And so the wounded masculine is going to be manipulative, abusive, competitive, gaslighting, blackmailing. Mm -hmm. And actually, it really comes from um, a huge lack of self-worth. Because they feel that they need to prove themselves, that they have to be the strong one. They also don't understand that they can have a healthy relationship with their emotions, that they can also tap into that intuition um, into that soul connection. Um, and they feel that they just need to show up all the time. And we live in a society that is that is very masculine, like I was saying. And I think it's it's hard for men because, mm -hmm. you know, again, it was not even 100 years ago that we had two world wars and men had to go fight on the front, right. not knowing if they were ever going to come back to see their kids. I mean, that is tearing you apart, but you don't have time to cry or to think about it. So men have been pushed down their emotions so, so much. Mm -hmm. This is why the, the feminine now is coming back for women, so that women can come back to their feminine essence, but for men as well. Because not only is it hard for them to be connected to their intuition and emotions and their parents have told them you're a man, you don't cry, men yeah. up, are you a pussy or what? What's wrong mm -hmm. with you? You know, all these messages that we tell mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. that they receive from men around them, but they also receive these messages from women because a lot of women are expecting their men to be strong, to mm. be the safety net, the pillar And what if my husband cries, then I, I have to be the one that's keeping everything together. So certain women are also playing in that whole patriarchy structure and keeping men stuck in that, in that wounded energy where they cannot really rise into the sacred warrior that they are, the divine masculine, because the divine masculine really is super compassionate. He is an amazing listener. He's really gentle. He's also very rational, very organized, very structured, logical, but it's a very soft energy. And actually, the masculine is creating a container for the feminine to explore, to be creative, to be intuitive, sometimes to unground herself and then come back. It's really... Um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's the container for the feminine to explore. Well, and the, the division that has been made between masculine and feminine, the term toxic masculinity mm -hmm. is one that truly bothers me mm -hmm. because I, I think I honor both the masculine and feminine energy. And who's to say what is toxic masculinity? I... I agree with you in terms of uh, the gaslighting, the abusive, the emotionally abusive person. Uh, I've known many of those, unfortunately, and I feel sorry for them because mm -hmm. they usually have very low self-esteem. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. But I also think that society tends to pit 
men and women against one another in some mm-hmm. sort of bizarre competition mm-hmm. when we are not. I have a belief that one plus one equals 11. <laughs> I love that. Well, I made it up, but I, I mean <laughs> it because I, it's, it's as though when someone said, well, marriage is 50-50. And I remember looking at this person saying, no, I'm 100%. You're a hundred percent. Yeah, that makes both of us two hundred percent. Yeah. So, I I think some of the accepted ways of discussing um, energy exchange, if you will, are are really flawed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but that's why we're having this conversation. <laughs> it is. It, it is. So that. the the power controlling one, then acting as a container for the woman to feel safe and authentic and and be able to be genuinely feminine because masculine and feminine energy when it matches up or complements one another is magic yeah yeah absolutely it's it's that sacred union mm-hmm. and when you step into that sacred union which is really where we want to to go well then you have you know you have the the gifts of both energies Mm-hmm. You're compassionate with others, but with yourself. You're an amazing listener with others, but with yourself. You're magnetic. You attract people, but also ideas. You're intuitive. You're grounded. You mm-hmm. receive. You give. And it's just a, a balance. And the idea, um, the reason why I'm sharing all these characteristics is for you to know, okay, I am much more in my masculine than I am in my feminine. Maybe mm-hmm. I should take care of my feminine energy. How can I receive more things as simple as compliments or gifts mm-hmm. from other people? What do I say when I receive these? Do I Aren't say thank women you or do I run away? at that? It's, it is a shame. Um, but I think that's also a societal thing where we weren't supposed to be given compliments. Mm-hmm. Um, men were chastised for opening a door because we could open the door for ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, I think we were set back in many ways during what they called the feminist period. Yeah. And I'm glad to see the pendulum swinging back to recognize that there are great aspects of both masculine and feminine energy and that it's embodied in both men and women. Exactly. And so out of these two, the container and the power and the control, is there a third or is that, have we already covered that? Did I miss that? You mean for the wounded masculine? Yes. So for the wounded masculine, it's not really, there are not wounds like the bitch, witch, and whore wound in the feminine. It's more uh, personality traits um, that show up because you want that power and control. Okay. That makes more sense. Yes. It's, it is, it is very interesting though. The marriages that you look at, the business associates that are collaborative and Mm. cohesive there is such respect and acknowledging of the other's gifts. And I, I believe that taking that intentional pause to realize what is being said, but what is not being said mm-hmm. is just as important. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, there is so much that is actually being said in your nonverbal or even in your energy. You know, we talk now more and more about energy and not mm-hmm. to like become too woo-woo here, but we actually <laughs> pick on other people's energy 
even without knowing it. And I talk about that a lot um, when I teach my clients how to be more magnetic in their business or in their relationships. Um, Mm -hmm. And you want to dive into that? Of course. Okay. So the more you step into your full authenticity and you speak your truth and you are fully yourself, the more you're going to be magnetic, like you were saying before, because you're going to show all parts of yourself and the people who are supposed to be around you are then going to recognize you, see you for who you are, like or dislike you. And that's what magnets are. They also Mm -hmm. repel people. Mm -hmm. And so the right people are then going to come in your orbit. And Quite often I tell, so I work a lot with women entrepreneurs and I help them be in their feminine energy and really ground their business in feminine energy to have more ease and flow and and magnetism. And they ask me, how can I be more magnetic? And there's really a huge link between um, your magnetism and your detachment. Because you are fully, fully magnetic when you show up and when you talk with someone without really caring or giving a lot of importance to what they are going to say, believe, do, or want. So let me explain that a bit more. When you show up with an energy, for example, let's say you're launching a book or a group program or a product that you want to put out there, and you know that this product is really, really good and that it's going to help a lot of people. But you also know that you need the money, right? And so if you show up in a way of, I want to convince you that my product is amazing so that you buy it, (laughs) you are not going to be magnetic Mm -mm. because your own energy is going to be trying to feed off other people's energy because you actually want them to like you, buy from you. And so there's going to be, you know, a bit of a like, seduction or manipulation and people can actually feel they can feel it Mm -hmm. yeah that you're trying to feed off their energy that you're wanting something from them Mm -hmm. but if you go out there in the world knowing that your product is awesome but letting people just be their own sovereign being make their own decision and not really caring about whether they buy or not the outcome right that is exactly being detached from the outcome Mm -hmm. not letting their purchase mean anything about you the quality of your product your worth you know that your product is awesome whether people buy or not that's their problem not yours (laughs) when you show up with that energy you're much more magnetic. And that's because people can then feel that you are complete, you're whole, you're confident, you're not trying to feed off their energy to feel complete. And then people feel safe around you because you're not taking their energy and you are much more magnetic then. I call those energy vampires. Mm, Yes. Yeah. And everybody knows what that is. I, I think that it's a very common saying, and it's one that people know and tend to avoid once they can identify it. I, I think the self-awareness that came from having some pauses in our lives mm-hmm. has helped a lot of people. Not everybody wants to look within, but if you do, you discovered interesting things about yourself Mm -hmm. uh, over the last three years. So I'm seeing a much more enlightened group of people 
to have very interesting conversations with, whereas before mm -hmm. it felt like everyone was distracted and yeah. busy and rushing. And it was only the superficial. And yeah. I'm, I'm not drawn to superficial. Mm -hmm. uh, I can play the game as well as anyone, but it is much more interesting to me to have friends that I can have deep conversations with or mm. radio guests who have wonderful outlooks to share their perspectives because conversation is almost a lost art these days. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's true. But it's also, uh, we have to be careful at not being anti-superficiality because mm -hmm. superficiality, it's lightness, it's playfulness, it's fun. And, you know, with my girlfriends, sometimes we talk about our new nail polish and our hair. And then we talk about the oracle card that we picked and the deep conversation we got into with our partners and then our past lives. And you know, we can jump from <laughs> I, one to the I other. I agree. And I, I think being silly is uh, laughter and silliness and giddiness and not forgetting the little girl inside yeah. is so valuable. And try never to lose that because yeah. that's the curiosity, the discovery part of you that I think people do find magnetizing because I, I never want to grow up fully. Mm -hmm. No, and we, we don't have to. Mm -mm. We don't have to. I think it's important to to stay playful and simple. And when you look at the greatest spiritual teachers, they laugh all the time. Mm -hmm. They're super playful. And I mean... Spirit is pretty funny when you think about it, like the synchronicities or the things that happen. Sometimes I, I really have to laugh. I'm like, okay, spirit guides, that was a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and life is to be, life is to be enjoyed. Yes. Life is about beauty, fun and love. And we made it very serious and complicated, but life is way easier. Well, it is. And that, that, again, is a gift of the pandemic. It stripped away some of the stuff that was stifling many people. And you realize that the most important things in life really weren't things you could buy for the most part. Mm. It was things you could live or experience or just be. And for many people, it was the first time they could sit down in a long time. Now, that made some people terribly uncomfortable. <laughs> but for others, it was a reevaluation period. And, a, and a, let's start over. Let's, let's paint a new vision of where we want to go. I think it's why so many people are leaving their corporate jobs and starting mm -hmm. businesses of their own. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are still in that place. It's, um, it's something that I call the void, Mm -hmm. where you are going through a kind of identity crisis. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what you used to do before doesn't feel as fun anymore. Even what you used to eat doesn't feel as tasty. <laughs> and, and you're changing so much that it creates a lot of uncertainty. Who am I? What am I here to do? Who are my friends now? What about mm -hmm. my work? And that uncertainty is necessary for you to peel all the layers that you thought were you but are actually beliefs or projections or conditionings that you've received from parents friends teachers society so mm -hmm. that you can really really come back to your authentic self it's a rebirthing process and what comes out of that rebirth is a whole new you that is 
bringing much more joy and happiness and fulfillment in your life. But also what comes with it quite often is something new that is going to birth with you, Mm -hmm. a new project, something that is actually going to happen through you for yourself and for humanity and and those around you. And it can be a very uncomfortable process because it comes with a lot of uncertainty and we are pretty control freak in our society. (laughs) (laughs) We're not really good at surrendering and I'm putting myself in that box as well. I used to be very, very controlling. Now, well, I've I've done the work, so I am really good at surrendering and being in the, the uncertainty because I have seen that uncertainty actually meant magic, surprise, amazing opportunities. Well, plus a change. Yes. I mean, it, it just, the only thing that is a certainty in life is that it will change. Yeah. And I think people became more, I hope, people became more comfortable in uncertainty and change. Because if you didn't, then you were in a very uh, sad place right now. You don't quite know how to live without some of the structure that was put into yeah. place. And and you're seeing uh, certain groups of people who are truly afraid and, and are living in fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we know, the only two emotions that drive behavior is fear and love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... It, it's interesting to take a look sometime and say, well, why am I holding back? What am I afraid of? And with a little bit of introspection, you usually can figure out, oh, this is why. Uh, yeah, well, but, but it's a practice and it's not natural to everyone. Yeah, usually it comes down to fear of not being loved and fear of not being safe. And deep, deep down, it's actually a fear of fear of death. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, now we're getting into a whole other conversation. I think we are also learning that death is part of life. And and when you're afraid of death, you're actually afraid of living. That's very true. And I think, to switch it slightly, I think we now know how important it is to find a purpose. Mm-hmm. To, to find somewhere to direct your energy. Uh, And that can be anything you choose at this point, because as you said, it's a rebirth period. Mm -hmm. So you have the opportunity to take a look at what is it that either gives me joy? What is it I've been waiting to do? If not now, when? Mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of these uh, somewhat cliched questions, but they really have meaning now. Because you've been put on notice. We all have. We've been put on notice that, okay, uh, life is not always going to continue on the same trajectory, but it could go in a new direction that actually leads toward the sun. We, yeah, absolutely. And we also have to be careful with the word purpose Mm -hmm. because a lot of people, when they hear the word purpose, they think, oh, it's something that I came here to do. It's Ah. me showing Mm -hmm. up and doing something. Mm -hmm. Your purpose is actually who you came here to be. To be, right. It's it's really who you are at your core. And so if you're going through that void process, you are then 
slowly invited to step into your purpose, which is being your most authentic self. And when you have clarity on who it is that you came here to be, then out of that, you're going to start to be doing a few things, of course. But it's a completely other process when that doing is a result of who you are mm -hmm. rather than focusing on the doing and then wondering how you have to show up in order to do that. And I think you have to also take a look in and, and decide how it is you do wish to show up. There is a clarity that comes from figuring out your purpose. Who do you want to be? And and then it's very easy to fall back to the masculine and set out bullet points about, I'm going to get there this way. Yeah. And, and that doesn't take into account the parts that give you light and joy mm -hmm. and those sorts of things. So it's, it's, again, the blending of the masculine and the feminine energy toward you becoming Absolutely. who you were put here to be. Did I say that correctly? Yes, and it's uh, the, the feminine is the being, the masculine is the doing, exactly, and it always starts with the being. It mm -hmm. always starts with the feminine. When we think about it, every man comes from the womb mm -hmm. of a mother, from the feminine. Mm -hmm. Every day, the masculine starts at midnight, when's the night, when's the feminine. Everything starts with the feminine, with a being. It's actually really beautiful. I had never known that the feminine energy was considered the dark energy or the mm -hmm. moon energy. That's that was new to me. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> the dark feminine. The dark feminine that's actually filled with lights. You know, the right, void, the right. That, it almost seems like an oxymoron in terms yeah. of a word. Yeah. Interesting. So to step into your purpose, if someone is listening who's thinking, okay, I, I do want something new to come out of my life. I do wish to uh, manifest um, joy and fulfillment and surrender. Because surrender, I work with veterans and to them, surrender is the wrong mm. thing to say. In the faith community of which I am, you know, surrender is is giving up control to God or to whomever you uh, view as your higher power or creator. Mm -hmm. And so it's not a scary thing. So mm -hmm. uh, we, we, taking a look at what that word means to people, to me, it gives freedom. So it means I don't have to be in charge. Yes, that's that's a beautiful way of putting it. And what I talk about in my book, The Path of Femininity, is that there's a misunderstanding of what the word mm -hmm. surrender exactly means, like you were explaining. People think it means letting go, giving mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. The truth is that surrendering, it's letting things go their mm -hmm. natural way. Mm -hmm. It's letting life unfold. And like you were saying, it's trusting that there's a co-creator that is doing life with you and mm -hmm. that has your highest interest at heart. And that's exactly what it is. It's not always doing everything and having control over everything. It's, it's trusting your co-creator and giving it power as well. But you can only really trust life, nature, the universe, however you want to call it, God, if you actually trust yourself.
<laughs> and that's a topic for another show. I want to make sure our listeners know where to find out more information about you. Could you give out your website, please? Of course. So the best place where to find me really is Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Elie de Poisson, E-L-E-D-E-P-O-S-S-O-N. Mm -hmm. Or you can also find me on my website, eleonordeposson.com. And on my website, I have a quiz that you took, Linda, to help you see uh, which gifts of the Divine Feminine you already have activated inside of you, and which need <laughs> and a little bit more love. Well, and I will also put these links in our show notes so that people can find them. Um, but I, I did indeed take the quiz, and I found it to be absolutely fascinating. You will find it that way as well, because it takes the gifts and ranks them in terms mm -hmm. of your responses, in terms of which ones are your more dominant traits and which are your lesser traits. But we mm -hmm. all possess all of them, mm -hmm. which is what is so very interesting about this discussion. I want to thank you thank for your you. time today. Oh, you're so welcome. I have not completed the book. I will, because I'm finding it just to be very enlightening. And I, I, I just embrace both masculine and feminine energy because I think it makes us whole. Yeah. And I will go back to one and one really means you can get all the way to 11 mm -hmm. if you just make yourself whole and attach and magnetize other whole people. The law of attraction is very real. So thank you, Elaine. Thank you, Linda. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure for us as well. You're listening to Wise Health for Women Radio, and we will post L.A. de Passant's information on the show page. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another amazing guest. Make it a good week. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com.